Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. The programmes this week, Colin, the Apostle Paul would have described as a mystery. In fact, in his letter to the Colossians, the very things you're talking about, he described as the mysteries of God, which have now been revealed to us in the last couple of thousand years. We are, of course, talking about what it means to have Christ living in us. And I know that you spend a lot of time teaching the Bible students at Roffey about just what this means. And, it, and you will describe that to them it's like a dawn of realisation. And I know that's what you're hoping it's going to be for our listeners. Well, I'm sure it will be, because that's the nature of revelation. And the Holy Spirit takes the word of Christ, the word of God, and declares it to us. But I suppose any mystery has to be discovered, has to be unearthed, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It's not always apparent. Well, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. A man goes and sells all he has, buys the field so that he can have the treasure. And let's face it, what I'm talking about this week is treasure, isn't it? It is treasure. It's treasure that many people miss. Absolutely. I mean, I've been spending my life, I've written many books that talk about this. And uh, you can get on our website and and, uh, see the books that are available there that will help you to see more and more and more of the implications for your life of what it means. Uh, Website is kingdoffaith.com. You can... You can get on there and, and you, can, you can get some of these books that will help you. Listening to you this week, and I know you're going to continue with these programs next week, but you're absolutely passionate about helping people to understand what it means to have Christ living in them. I guess, Colin, if I was to ask you, what difference would this make in the world today if every Christian really understood about what that means? Well, let me put it this way. Uh, another verse in these um, uh, chapters of Colossians says this, We proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. I wonder how many people really understand that that should be the purpose of those who teach them, who pastor them in the churches that they attend. That God's purpose is that we should be presented perfect in Christ. Now, that is a process. And I'm going to help you to see in the next few weeks how this purpose can be outworked in your life. But it has to begin with knowing that you have the perfect one living in you. And you have the perfect one living in you because he's forgiven your sins. He has made you totally acceptable to God. In other words, he's cleansed the house before he's come to live in it. It's impossible to live the Christian life if you don't believe that you have Christ in you. You will live something less than the Christian life if you don't believe that. You sometimes hear people say, well, 
I do this and this and this for God. Most of what we do for God is actually useless. Because, you see, the Christian life is not what we do for God, but what God does for us, what God does in us, and what God does through us. Now, you say I get very passionate about this. I do. Because, you see, to me, it is a matter of tremendous sorrow that there are so many Christians who have received Christ but who don't live as if Christ is in them, who don't have real knowledge or revelation or understanding of the implications of that. They don't, they don't see how this has very practical implications for the daily circumstances of their lives. That this is not a bit of spiritual escapism of saying, well, I have this, that, and the other kind of problem, but it's all right, Christ is in me. No, no, no. Christ is in us in order to work through us. He has already overcome the cross, the resurrection, mean victory, victory over sin, victory over sickness, victory over the devil and all his works, victory over death itself. The one who lives in you is the victor. So you don't have to fight to get the victories that he's already won. You have to trust him to give you the victory. Because the scripture says, he gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you submit your life to the one who lives in you, then he always leads you in his triumphant procession in Christ. You see, the one who lives in you is the overcomer. And when you look at the book of Revelation and the letters that are sent to the churches by the Spirit, each one of those letters ends with the phrase, he who overcomes will inherit the crown of life, and so on. He who overcomes. But the only one of us who can overcome is the one who trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ, who lives in us, who has already overcome. You have the overcomer living in you to enable you to overcome. Sometimes we wonder why it is that God allows us to have problems. Well, the testing of our faith proves it's genuine, that we trust in the overcomer so that we are able to overcome. And that overcoming is a witness to all those who do not possess Christ all those that are living in fear and failure and doubt and despondency, all those who need Christ to come and live in them. So Christians are not do-gooders that go to church and just try to do something for God. They are those in whom Christ lives, 
through whom Christ reveals his life. Through Christ, through whom Christ reveals his love. Not human love, but that divine love. Through whom he reveals his power. So you see, when Jesus sent his disciples out, it was not just with a message, but it was with the power of God. And Paul says the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And Jesus says that that kingdom is within you, so the power is within you. Jesus said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I think it's a perfectly valid question to ask any believer, where is the power in your life? And to ask of any church, where is the power of God manifested in the life of this church? Now, that power is linked to the authority of God. Jesus healed. Jesus stilled the storm. Jesus brought all things into being in creation through speaking with authority. But you see, if Christ lives in you, the Lord lives in you. The one who has the ultimate authority lives in you. The Almighty One lives in you. The Healer lives in you. The Provider lives in you. So many, even Christians, think of God being out there somewhere. Instead of living in them, instead of realizing their daily walk with Christ can be so close and so intimate because he lives in them. What happens if we sin, if we doubt? Does Christ go for a walk and leave us? No. He lives in many people without them even having the real revelation that he is there all the time. But he promises that he'll be with us always. But you see, he said to the disciples, you know, something even more wonderful is going to happen to you, that he who is with you will be in you. And he said that before he went to the cross. He said, you know, if you realize the wonderful thing is going to happen, you wouldn't grieve that I'm going. You'd be glad that I won't. Because what is, what is about to happen is going to give you the fullness of joy. And he said to them, look, the one who is with you will be in you. So you see, we are really in a much better position than those 12 disciples during the three years that Jesus was with them on earth. It must have been wonderful to walk with Jesus, to know Jesus that way and to see all the wonderful things that he did. But he says, Jesus says, but it's even better to have me living in you. And this is the revelation that we need. We can see, as we will next week, how this impacts our lives in practical ways. But first of all, we've got to believe it. We've got to know it. Christ is in me the hope of glory. Praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 